the AP poll has cooking. It smells pretty foul to me, it but smells you know, pretty rough. Pretty rough. I don't. <sighs> Definitely not a refreshing smell. Coming not a out refreshing of, uh, smell. The Associated Press this week. No, no. But um, heck of a week for college football. Heck of a week for the Panther Pod. We went two and zero oh again. Well, yeah. Go. Yeah. Uh, Fair had a bye week, so we can say three and zero. Oh. Um, w gets a big win. LSU gets a much closer win than what was anticipated, but it's our Kansas. What do you expect? Yeah. Uh, and the Golden Boot stays in Baton Rouge. Golden Boot stays home, baby. But as for that smell, let's get into it. I'm Owen Sapelnik. My name's Cole Connor. And this is one smelly episode of the Panther Pod. All right, so let's get into it, Cole. Um, I won't play the Rocks theme song again, but you know it's it's, it's well, okay. We'll probably get we'll definitely get copyright claimed for that. But we don't get paid for this. We don't. So this is this is free. We're doing this for you, listener. Yes, for um, you, whoever you may be. <laughs> we love you. Yes. Um, AP poll. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. Jay's in the booth. Jay's Shout in the booth. out JTC. Yep. Go Dukes as well. We'll throw. We'll throw. Yep. yep. Give yourself the applause. You got to. And we're good. And that's it. And we're done clapping. Stop clapping. Owen, stop clapping. Owen, stop clapping. Up, simmer down. You got it official. Anyway, AP poll moving into the top five. Number one, no surprises. Honestly, no surprises in the top three. Number one is Georgia after demolishing UAB 49 to 21. Number two is Michigan after beating Rutgers 31 to 7. Number three is Texas. Uh, they are 4 0 after demolishing Baylor 38 to 6. Number four is Ohio State up two spots after their very close win over Notre Dame. Um, a little bit of controversy at the end of the fourth quarter. We'll get to that uh, when we cover that game, but uh, that game could have gone either way. Yeah. Uh, especially if Notre Dame would have run the correct defense with all 11 men on the field. Like I said, we'll get to it. Number five is Florida State. They fall one spot after a close win over Clemson, 31-24. to Sorry, I'm eating. Okay. Numbers. Um, I got it. I got it. I oh, got it. You sure? I got it. I mean, if you want to enjoy your payday, you can enjoy your payday. I'll keep going. Payday ain't until next week, okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, also, kind of a bit of a personal story coming out of the Panther Pod. We have breaking news as of Sunday. I am sitting across from an engaged man. Owen, congratulations, seriously. Thank you. Thank I know you. I've messaged, called, cried, you know, done all everything. But seriously, congratulations, man. I'm so happy for y'all. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, for the for those listeners. Um, as of Sunday, I asked the love of my life, Sarah Louise Ellis, woo! Uh, to 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 marry me. So yeah. Uh, coming 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 soon. Uh, this Pelnick's near you. Oh, Literally God. near you, Cole. Yeah. We, we were Literally doing like five, like five minutes, minutes away. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, God. There's more of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Um, oh, sorry. I was about to eat another. No, you're fine. Go ahead. I'll get I'll get the top ten. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay, fine. Because I want to re- watch you for the third week in a row. <laughs> um, watch me for the third week in a row do what? Number six is Penn State. They come off of beating Iowa in a shutout, putting up a goose egg, 31-0. Um, then we've got Washington, 4-0 at number seven. Number eight is USC. They dropped three spots after beating Arizona State, 42-28. to A little, uh, little shysty there. Yep, yep. I'm starting to smell it, Cole. I'm starting to smell it. It's getting there. Um, it's definitely getting there. Number nine is Oregon. They move up one spot after <laughs> defeating the buff. Uh, that's all right, though. I it's mean, okay. The buff will be back. The, the buff will buff. The buff. buff. They'll buff up. It'll buff. It'll buff up. 
It'll buff. Um, and then rounding out the top ten, number ten, Utah, after beating UCLA 14-7. Such a Big Ten score from a Pac-12 game. Um, no, UCLA, UCLA is going to the Big Ten, so there's that. Yeah, it fits right on. Uh, number 11 is Notre Dame. They Notre fall, Dame. Notre Dame. They fall two spots uh, after losing to Ohio State 14-17. to 17. Maybe if they would have had 11 guys on the field, they wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> we're going to skip 12, and we're going to skip 13. Number 14 is Oklahoma. Uh-uh, I'm, just uh-uh. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So normally when, when we get to the selection um, – I uh, it, it hurts a little bit. It, it hurts inside. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, Hello, darkness, my old friend. Very much so. The number twelve ranked school in the country, the University of Alabama, three and one record. University of Alabama. <laughs> Jay, I will send your ticket to Baton Rouge, sir. <laughs> <laughs> just give, give. I can't believe you just said that in my house. There's an LSU flag hanging literally right next to you in the booth. We got a we got a big roll tie. Uh, he could have done the whole. No, thing. no, don't, don't, don't put your heart up. Don't put your heart up after that. He, he could have. He, at least it wasn't what Pat McAfee did. It didn't roll tie roll. Number 12 is Alabama. They move up one spot after beating Ole Miss 24-10. That score should have been so much closer than what it was. I watched the game in its entirety. Number 13, falling one spot because the Crimson Tide scored 14 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. Your LSU Tigers uh, falling one spot, even though we came away with a win over Arkansas in Death Valley. Uh, 34-31. We'll talk about that here in a bit. Go Tigers. Go, Go Tigers. Tigers. Go Tigers. Number 14 is Oklahoma uh, coming up two spots after beating Cincinnati 20-6. to Very surprising. Uh, and number 15 is UNC moving up two spots as well after beating Pitt. Sweet Caroline. Thank you, Owen. 41-24. Good times never seem so good. Um, number 16 is Washington in the Pac-2 championship. Washington State, my good sir. I am so sorry, Washington State. I did not mean to disrespect the Pac-2 like that. Um, in the Pac-2 championship, it was Washington State beating my Pac-12 champions, Oregon State, 38-35. Uh, then number 17 is Duke after walloping all over UConn, 41-7. Yeah. Number 18 is Miami. Also beats Temple, 41-7. to uh, Number 19 is Oregon State. Just talked about them. They took an L. Uh, and then rounding out the top 20 is Ole Miss. Go Rebs. Go Rebs. We play them this week, but go Rebs still. They, they put in a good effort. Watch yourself. Uh, number 21 is Tennessee. They move up two spots after stomping UTSA, 45-14. 22 is Florida. They move up three spots over. <laughs> Why do they move up three spots? Because they beat Charlotte. In a shootout. Uh, yeah. 22-7. to seven. Uh, 23 is Mizzou. Uh, they beat Memphis, 34-27. to 24 is the Rock Chalk Jayhawks themselves. The 4-0 Kansas Jayhawks after beating BYU 38-27 to and rounding out the top 25, representing the Mountain West Conference, Fresno State. They beat Kent State 53-10. to um, Others receiving votes. Kansas State 57, Kentucky 41, Colorado, the buff drop out of the top 25. You hate to see it. They receive 32. Louisville also receives 32. UCLA also drops out of the top 25. They receive 28 votes. Maryland receives 20. TCU, 17. Tulane, little brother, receives 11. Syracuse receives Woo. 8. Wisconsin and Air Force both get 5. And then Clemson and Texas A&M receive 5 votes apiece. Hey, why does Clemson have five votes? They're two and two. 
because Virginia lost to a top ten team, and we're not. We don't even have any votes. It's almost like you know, um, it's biased. It's it's media bias. It's like why did Alabama, you know, Move jump? Up, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even though we like literally played the exact same game, but like yeah, it, it is what it is. Jinx. Yeah. Um, anyways, so let's get on to the games of the week. All right, we picked this one. Uh, not LSU, but FSU here. They. Uh, <laughs> I apologize, Cole. But I didn't mean it in a derogatory way. Anyways, F- FSU versus uh, FSU versus Clemson. I almost said FSU versus LSU. Uh, FSU versus Clemson. They go into. Nope, <laughs> that was week one. That that was week one. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um. The Seminoles remain undefeated after going into <laughs> overtime. Just went out. Just went out, Cole. You'll be fine. It's fine. Um, I'm good. We're fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. We're fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. We're fine. We're good. Yeah. 31-24. Uh, 31-24 in overtime. Florida State gets it. Jordan Travis, 21 of 37, 289 yards, two touchdowns. Clemson looked like Clemson a little bit. They looked a little bit better. They were able to, you know, stick around with Florida State. But but um but anyways, um I think I think Clemson is beginning to decline. I th- I think Florida State says, "Hey, step aside, Tigers. It's time for the Seminole." He, he, they said, uh, "They said, blow, blow, Seminole, win." I'm calling to you like a long lost friend, but you know who I am. Looking at individual stats for uh, the Seminoles and the Clemson Tigers. Jordan Travis, as you said, 21 for 37, 289, two touchdowns, QBR of 87.2. Cade Klubnick, however, did not have himself a bad game. Uh, 25 for 38, 283 yards, one touchdown with a QBR of 51. Uh, looking at the – oh, man, this is pitiful. Uh, looking at Florida State's rush attack, Trey Benson had seven carries for 25 yards and no touchdowns. Jordan Travis had six carries for negative two yards and one rushing touchdown. The team had 22 rushing yards in total and won them the game. Clemson on the ground, completely different story. Phil Maffa had 10 carries for 69 yards, average of 6.9 yards per play. Um, no touchdowns there, but Will Shipley and Kate Klubnick both uh, saw pay dirt. Will Shipley, 18 carries, 67 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Klubnick had 13 carries, 10 yards with one touchdown, long of 17 being that touchdown run. You know, I, I wonder for this game, Cole, if this is starting to come down to the fact that Dabo refuses to use the transfer portal. Um Obviously, Florida State has portaled well. They're up to number five. We're starting to see, like, Bobby Bowden Seminoles and Jimbo Fisher Seminoles, you know, the, the, in the Florida State that, like, our parents grew up knowing, you yeah. know. I just wonder if Clemson is started, is if, if Dabo is just one of those people that is behind the times. And he is. He's refusing to use the portal, which is fine. Do what you got to do. But I think as a fan, if I'm a fan of Clemson, you've got to translate that into wins. That's fine. I won't question your madness, but as soon as you lose and you've dropped out of the top 25 and you're now 2-2 two and two on the season, uh, more than likely not going to make the ACC championship game. Not with Definitely losses, not no. making the playoffs anymore. Shouldn't. Um, unless just – Catastrophe. Could, yeah. Every, yeah. Um, um, no, I agree with you. I think that Dabo needs to get with the times, and if he refuses still to get with the times after this season, it wouldn't surprise me, especially after another season like this, if Clemson decided to move on from Dabo. You know, I don't I don't think it's so much that Clemson will decide to move on from Dabo. I think Dabo decides to move on from college football. Which makes sense. I mean, I think the game Dabo, has changed yeah, so much. It is, and I and I, you know, and honestly, Dabo will go down to the Hall of Fame as a as a two time national championship winning coach, mm-hmm. a seven time ACC champion, 
and I'm not saying that he might he he may completely shock us all and go, you know what? I need to get with the times and maybe use transfer portal. I don't like the portal. You don't love the portal. But it is what it is. This is what college football is, and you've got to utilize the tools that are given to you. Um, I we're, I know we're literally that's the next game up for us. Mm-hmm. But when you look at not necessarily this week, but you look at what Dion has done with Colorado, bringing in eighty five transfers in the span of one year, and completely inter- uh, totally turning around that program within the span of. I don't know, four months, mm-hmm. six months, maybe. Um, literally beating the other half of the national championship in week one. Um, yeah, it, it's impressive. And it has a lot of answers for coaches like Dabo who refuse to use it. Yeah. Um, um, they could definitely fix their quarterback situation if they would just move away from Cade Klubnick. Yeah. But I, I like- that being said, Cade Klubnick did have a good game this week, so we'll see yeah. how it progresses. Into- I, I like Dabo. I don't really have an issue with him. I respect. I respect the the method. I respect his 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 standards. I respect his. I, I do, but it's got to translate to wins. It's got to translate to wins. I respect the heck out of it, but it's got to translate to win. Yeah, starting the season off uh, two and two with your best bet being a ten and two record, you'll probably make it to a New Year's Six bowl just based on name value alone. Yeah. Um, but playoffs and possibly ACC championship game, depending on uh, how the rest of the conference shakes out, uh, are off the table now for yeah. the Tigers. I feel like that's very fair to yeah. say. Understandable. Uh, Florida State wins. Cole and I are one and zero this week. Woo. Um, mm. This one. Uh, this one sticks in the crawl a little bit. Oregon was tired of hearing about it. So tired, in fact that they put up 35 points in the first half while holding Colorado to nothing. They then proceeded to score seven points in the second half and play all their reserves. They Uh, scored 42 unanswered before the fourth quarter. Yeah. (laughs) 42 unanswered. That's all right. Travis Hunter was out. Yeah, I don't even think that made I don't even think that makes a difference, to be honest with you. Um, Oregon wins forty two to six. We all thought this was gonna be a closer game than what it ended up being. I didn't. I'm be honest. I agree with you. Um I think that this is a stumbling stone for Dion to yep. get over. Yep. Um this is his first taste of a well, it's not. It's the first major college football loss for Dion at Colorado. Yes. But Oregon showed that they out-talented and outplayed Colorado. Yes. That being said, Colorado did make it interesting while their offense was on the field, but it does not bode well when your leading rusher has 31 yards. <laughs> yeah. Um, looking at individual... Uh, stats for the Buff and the Ducks. Uh, Shador Sanders had 20, went 23 for 33, 159 yards passing, and one touchdown for a QBR of 28.2. Honestly, not not a terrible stat line. 23 for 33, no interceptions and a touchdown. Yeah, but 159 yards passing compared to the record games that he has been playing against. So... In that same mindset, 23 for 33, Bo Nix went 28 for 33, 276 yards passing, uh-huh. three touchdowns, one yep. interception. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, those five passes really didn't add a whole lot because you lose yardage on some of them. Yeah. Um. And let's just let's just think about this too, Cole. Colorado plays a clean game; they don't turn the ball over. But in every other aspect of this game, we can talk about Colorado's offense all we want. But I think what doesn't get mentioned is the fact that that Oregon, or I'm sorry, we can talk about Oregon's offense all we want. But the fact that Oregon's defense held Colorado to just under. 
And when I say just under, I mean a single yard under 200 yards. The entire offense under 200 yards. Let's see. What did the buff go for last week? I'm going to say they went 300 yards because they played Colorado State last week. Uh, So, last week... The Buff had 418 total yards. Week before, against Nebraska, very good team, 454 total yards. Week before that, week one, against TCU, 565 total yards. Yeah. And all of a sudden, that bus hit a brick wall. It hit a, yes, a massive brick wall. Massive brick wall. A very, very good win for the Ducks. I feel like everyone's talking about this was Colorado losing a game. No, the Ducks won this game. Yes. They they dominated. There was no Colorado lost this game. It was the fact that Oregon said, I'm going to take this game. This is my game. And also, too, I mean – Colorado has 12 penalties for 106 yards. Now, yeah. Oregon has 90 for uh, nine penalties for 80 yards. But still, 12 penalties for 106 yards? Ah, you have to punt the ball eight times. You find yourself in third down in in a third in uh in a third down situation 14 times a game. You do convert on the one fourth down that you go for it. However, though, you can't keep Oregon off the field. They're going three for ten on third downs and then three for three for four on fourth downs. So, you know what really helps that number stand out? Hmm. Is the amount of times Shador Sanders was sacked on Saturday. Uh, Do you want to take a guess? I'm going to say three. Higher. Five. Higher. Seven. Seven sacks. Shador Sanders got sacked seven times. They're the only tackles for loss for the Ducks. Um, definitely puts this game into perspective quite a good bit more. You also really see what Colorado needs to work on and what Dion will definitely be the focal point. Mm-hmm. Because Shador is not a mobile quarterback at all. He is a pocket passer. The buff needs to improve on their pass protection, especially when you come up against a marquee matchup like Oregon. Um, honestly, it was a very good game when the offense was on the field for uh, Oregon, and that's that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Bo Nix looked very impressive. Bucky Irving, again, had a tremendous game. Uh, you had multiple running backs get touchdowns here with Jordan James and Noah Weddington. But MVP of this game has to go to Bo Nix. I mean, come on. Like, Absolute. Or, or you could just give it to the entire defense for Oregon. Jordan Birch had two sacks. I mean, literally, there's there's hardly a defensive player for the Ducks uh, that did not record at least you know a solo tackle or a sack. Yeah. So, uh, moving on. <laughs> From this game to darker, darker, darker affairs, uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Cole and I are 2-0, by the way. This changes here. Thank you very much. Um, the Crimson Tide, because I am petty, I will not pick them, beat the Ole Miss Rebels 24-10. to uh, Jackson Dart had a tremendous showing. Milrow looked a little bit questionable all day long. Again, kind of the same thing we saw against Texas, same thing we saw uh, against USF as he well. He didn't play USF. He did not. He sat out because he had attitude problems. But <laughs> the quarterback room. attitude era, if you could. Yeah. The quarterback room for Bama has some serious issues. It is not that quarterback room that was Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, Tua Tungavailoa, Mac Jones, and then Bryce Young. Yeah. Um, Jackson Dart, 20 for 35, 244 yards passing with one interception. Um, I just pulled up Dayton Wade's profile for some reason. Sorry. Uh, Spencer Sanders went one for one for one yard. (laughs) 
Uh, Jalen Milrow, 17 for 21, uh, 225, one touchdown, one interception for a QBR of 64. Not a bad stat line, not a good stat line either, especially going 17. Uh, well, actually, no, 17 for 21, you were on point throwing the ball uh, with only four of those being incompletions. Uh, just need to bump up that touchdown number, throw a little bit more when you get into the end zone. But that's me saying that to Saban, so we'll see. Um, I just want to go on record. Alabama was losing this game at halftime. It was 7-6. to six. Ole Miss had the lead. And then Alabama scored 11 points in the third quarter and another touchdown in the fourth to ice the game. This game was so much closer than 24-10. to 10. And I know I'm specifically saying this because this is Alabama. But it was. It was. This game was so much closer than 24 to 10. Without that 11 point third quarter, mm-mm, not at all. Nah, nah. Ole Miss would have stayed in the game and most likely would have uh, been able to complete the upset. That being said, uh, the one turnover from Jackson Dart really sealed the deal for Alabama. Um, Jack or Jackson Dart got sacked five times. Uh, Jalen Milrow got sacked four times. <sighs> it's just it's a it's it's a it's a bad game to look at. Like it was a very good game. Don't get me wrong. Um, but yeah, no, it it was brutal. Um, specifically, you know, being in a house full of Alabama players. Um. <laughs> I think I think Jalen Milrow looked to be better in this game. Obviously, Absolutely. they looked like a different Alabama team with him taking snaps under center. Uh, but yeah, no, I I definitely um, looking at team yardage and uh, team stats here for a bit. Total yardage: Alabama won three fifty six to three hundred one. Both teams had one turnover. Alabama had uh, twenty first downs all game. Ole Miss only had seventeen. Uh, time of possession, Ole Miss lost the battle by a little under uh, nine minutes, 25-37 to Bama's 34-23. Uh, penalties were kind of a big factor in the game, kind of not. Both teams had right around 60 yards. Ole Miss, eight penalties for 69 yards, um, and Bama had six for 60. Um, no, honestly, it was a good game for – the Crimson Tide, as much as I hate to say that, definitely kind of reassures a lot of people on Milrow's status as a pure passer. Um, but there's definitely a lot of work to be done, especially when your schedule toughens up the way Alabama does. Alabama does not look like the Alabama of all. They look no. like just another team. So after this win over Ole Miss, Alabama goes to Mississippi State plays the Bulldogs, goes to Texas A&M, uh, has Arkansas at home, plays number 21 Tennessee at Bryant-Denny, and then plays LSU on November 4th at Bryant-Denny. So definitely you have an away stand, and then you have arguably your three toughest matchups at home. Mm -hmm. um, you have actually, no, I'm going to go ahead and say this. You have every single one of your tough matchups this year at home in Brian Denny, Texas, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Tennessee, and LSU. Literally all of your ranked opponents, you play at home. But here's the thing, though. They were at LSU last year. They were at Tennessee last year. They were at, that's the way the schedule is. They rotate. They rotate. I would say it's rigged, but I remember last year's schedule. I would say it's rigged if last year they were also at Bryant Denny. I get it. I do. You refuse to accept. I refuse to accept and acknowledge it. I don't acknowledge Nick Saban. All right. <sighs> Moving on. Please. Please can we move on? I love that you just did that all by yourself. I didn't really have to say much. You just Well, I mean, fair. Um, this next one is... I'll, I'll let you handle this one because this was the Big 12 game. It was a Big 12 game. It was Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Keaton Slovis uh, for the BYU Cougars. BYU comes in 
uh, the the all all four newcomers to the Big Twelve all went zero oh and one. BYU loses to Kansas, UCF. Excuse me. UCF loses to Kansas State. Houston also loses to. Give me a minute. Sam Houston. Give me a no, minute. No, that was last week. Give me a minute. Hold on. I, got it. I can't remember who Houston. Uh, I got it. Anyways, um, and then I'll chime in when and I then find Cincinnati it. loses to Oklahoma as well. They lose to Oklahoma. They lose to Oklahoma at home. Uh, Jalen Daniels went fourteen for nineteen, hundred and thirty yards and three touchdowns. How do you have hundred and thirty yards passing and three touchdowns? That's because, wild. because your name is Jalen freaking Daniels. Yeah. Uh, Devin uh, Neal. Houston won against Sam Houston, thirty-eight to seven. Oh, they did. It was last week, then, maybe, that they lost in their Big 12 game. I cannot remember. Let me see. I think they lost They TCU. lost to TCU 36-13. Uh. to 13. So, Houston's 2-2. Two and two. Houston is 2-2, two and two. yes. Um, Keaton Slovis for the Cougars, though, they were th- he was 30 for 51, 357 <laughs> yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Not a terrible game, but not bad. Uh, it definitely seems that Pitt downgraded in the quarterback. Um, Kansas was 351 yards overall on offense. They were 130 yards passing, but on the ground, 221 yards to BYU's nine. Nine. BYU had a grand total of a team, as a team, as a team, of nine rushing yards. Nine. Quite a good bit of that is because Keaton Slovis did get sacked three times. Um, and they also had a fumble and two interceptions that were thrown. But Keelan Marion had one carry for six yards and one touchdown for the Cougars, the only Cougar to find the end zone on the ground. Um, I'm going to call it like I see it here. Kansas outplayed BYU. 100%. Even though they weren't clean offensive, they had seven penalties for 70 yards compared to BYU, who had three for 30. But when you have a quarterback like Jalen Daniels, and I know we've we've said this so many times about Jalen Daniels, 14 for 19, 130 yards passing, three touchdowns, no interceptions. You are bombing it down the field to get – like you're averaging – 6.8 yards per pass. That's that's insane. And that's that means you're, that also means your receivers are able to break away and get space. Like on every single completion that Jalen Daniels had, it was close to 10 yards. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um and then Devin Neal had 91 yards. Uh, De- uh Daniel Henshaw Jr had 60 yards rushing. Jalen Daniels had 54 yards rushing. Okay? Dylan McDuffel also had 17 yards rushing. Okay. McDuffie. McDuffie. Oh, I thought it said McDuffel. McDuffel bag. Uh, McDuffie. <laughs> Dylan McDuffie. Um, but I agree with you. Overall, it was a close game. I mean, it was it was really coming down to it. Uh, but for Kansas, you were able to get – excuse me. You are able to get the Enzo three times and then a field goal uh, in the second half, whereas – for BYU, you only get in the end zone once and kick a field goal. So, yeah. yeah absolutely. Any kind of halftime adjustments that BYU made were uh, in the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, especially losing a three-point lead like that after Kansas's 14-point third quarter. Anywho, the, the, you know. The Jayhawks move on to 4-0. and um, Buddy, I don't know if you noticed this or not, but I am um, – not one. Not two. Oh. Not three. Yeah. But four and oh. I am uh I am uh I am uh three and one, I think. Yeah, I picked Kansas. I'm two and two? I didn't pick Kansas? Oh my god. You what? picked you picked BYU, and I will read them off to you right now. Um I picked 
Yeah, I'm currently 4-0 because I picked Florida State, Oregon, Alabama, and Kansas. You picked Florida State, Oregon, Ole Miss, and BYU. You're about to go 2-3, and three, buddy boy, because I'm about to move on to 5-0. and oh. You know what's great about Pac-12 football? High scoring games. that it won't be here next year? Oh, too soon, too soon. Um, high scoring games. Hey, Owen. Hey, if you ask the departing Pac-12 teams, you'll say they'll say it's not soon enough. Ooh. Hey, uh, hey, buddy, old pal. You know what wasn't a high scoring game that everyone thought it was going to be? This one. Fourteen to seven, straight up, looking like a nineteen forties NFL game. Um. Utah scored 14 unanswered in the first half, and UCLA scored seven to make it interesting. Maybe. What happened if, to that high flying Chip Kelly offense that we got so used to seeing? Uh, didn't happen this week. Nope. Didn't happen this week. No, nope. did not. Dante Moore, terrible day at the office. 15 for 35, under 50%. 234 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception. Nate Johnson for Utah. Honestly, Cam Rising, who? Utah's 4-0. Uh, Nate Johnson for Utah, 9 for 17, 117 yards passing. Oh, my God. And they still found a way to win. They still won the game. Okay, no. Nine for 17, 117 through the air, and one touchdown. That looks like a West Virginia quarterback right there, bud. Why? How? (laughs) Like, Jalen Daniels had 130 for three touchdowns. Nate Johnson, 117 for a touchdown, and he went nine for 17. Utah threw the ball 17 times. That is so crazy. Um, Crazy. I was crazy once. Um no touchdowns on the ground as far as running for either team. Uh, as we talked, uh, both quarterbacks had a touchdown. That was the only one for the Bruins. Utah, however, had a defensive touchdown. Karen Reed, nine total tackles, four solo tackles, no sack, one tackle for loss, two pass deflections. And a scoop and score. Ooh. We love to see it. So if I get out the Tostito scoops. Scoop. Actually, excuse me. It was not a scoop and score. It was a pick six for 21 yards in the other direction for the Utes. Uh, looking at the team stats here. UCLA. 243 total yards, Utah 219. Total turnovers, two for the Bruins, one for the Utes. Yards passing, UCLA dominated, 234 to 117. Hey, yards don't win you games. Touchdowns do. Exactly. Uh, 102 rushing yards on the day for the Utes. Um, Nine total rushing yards, Owen. Nine Total rushing yards for the Bruins. Uh, time of possession, that explains that quite a good bit. 34-28 uh, for the Utes and 25-32 for the Bruins. Both teams had a little over 30 yards in penalties or right at 30 yards in penalties. UCLA had six for 36. Utah had four for 30. So definitely not anything that... Definitely not anything as far as uh, an ugly game for either team. The only thing ugly was the final score out of this Pac-12, or former Pac-12 RIP uh, matchup. Yep. Do you remember when UCLA like, hung it tough with Auburn there for a little bit? I do. And now they're like 3-2. and two. They're, really t- they're really taking the Big Ten team to heart right now. Yeah. 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 Uh, Speaking of our Pac-2 championship, I was so sad. I was really hoping I could go 6-0 and on this one. But unfortunately, I did not. But in a close game, Washington... Hey, I'll say it. Go Beavs. Go Beavs, yeah. In a close game, the Oregon State Beavers lose by three to the Washington State Cougars. Uh, Washington State... Let's go. 
Oh, got to win. Went. Uh, uh, they were up 28-14 to 14 at half. Scored another touchdown to make it 35-8. to 14. 14. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Math is hard. Uh, and then they scored another field goal to make it 38 to 14. And then Oregon State goes on a run to score 21 points to make it a ball game. Honestly, the most terrifying <laughs> experience um, for any kind of football team. But you know what, Cole? It was all on the ground because DJ Uyangale only had one touchdown. He had the pick. He had one touchdown. He was 17 for 34, 198 yards. The Beavs did it on the ground. Deshaun Fenwick averaged almost 10 yards a rush, 11 carries for 101 yards with three touchdowns. Damian Martinez went down in the fourth quarter with an injury, hence Deshaun Fenwick's start. Yes. Uh, Sorry to dampen the no, mood there, but... 17 carries for 81 yards, and then DJ DJU had nine carries for a touchdown and 61 yards. You know who didn't do it on the ground and came out with the dub, though? Washington State. Yeah. Cam Ward, 28 for 34, 404 yards passing. Hey, you know what uh, Deshaun Fenwick failed to do? Crack over a first down per, you know, carry or touch or anything. Yeah. Cam Ward, 11.9, didn't have that issue. Uh, four touchdowns. Four touchdowns on the day with a QBR of 93. This was the most heated we have gotten about a game. I know. That's not West it, Virginia or LSU. Exactly. Or Alabama or Pitt or anything like yeah. they were completely unrelated. We have we just, nothing. We feel passionately about these teams. <laughs> Oregon, and we don't know why. Oregon State in specific. I truly I don't know why. I don't know why either. Um Cam Ward added to his four touchdown performance with you guessed it, another touchdown. Another one. Uh nine carries for fourteen yards and one touchdown on the ground. Um Good team win for the Cougars. Way to hang it in there. Way to, you know, hold off the Beavers a little bit. Especially after scoring uh, 28 in the first half. Uh, jump out to the early lead, and that definitely helped them uh, because they were only able to muster 10 to Oregon State's 21 in the second half. Oregon State, way to fight. Way to keep the, uh, way to keep the game moving. Mm-hmm. Definitely made it interesting in the closing seconds. Um, but you know, you fall to zero and one in the conference. Still, plenty of time left. Well, I don't know. There's only two of them now. I mean, that was their one at the Ooh. championship. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else you wanted to say about this game? Go beefs. Yeah, go beefs. I'll I'll throw one out there. Even though I picked you know the Cougars, and you know I'm officially you picked a lot of Cougars this week. You hey. picked BYU. You picked Washington State. I. Older uh, women are beautiful, beautiful lovers. All right. Okay. That's enough singing. In this. I feel like we've sang a lot in this episode. We are the musical musical rendition of the Panthropod, okay? Yeah. yeah. We're the musies. All right. I was going to sing again, but nothing you know, sprung to mind. Um, you know what didn't spring to mind? for Notre Dame is the fact that the final play of the game, they only had 10 people on the field and cost them the win because Ohio State won by rushing it in exactly where the 11th man should have been on the field. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a game. What a, it, Seriously, what a game. That It was truly fantastic the entire way. Uh, Notre Dame holding that high-powered Ohio State offense to three in the first half and then keeping pace with them all the way through until the last But, you know, play. even then, I, I like props to Ohio State for keeping Sam Hartman locked down. He was only 17 for 25, 175 yards through the air and a touchdown. Like, we've seen him do way worse to NC State, to Navy, to uh, Tennessee State. You know? 
Um, Kyle McCord from Ohio State, his counterpart in this game, didn't find the end zone like Sam Hartman did, uh, but went 21 for 37, 240 yards passing, no touchdowns, no interceptions. You know who did find the end zone? Ohio State's run attack. Travion Henderson, 14 carries, 104 yards on the ground. Who does go out with an injury in this game. Touchdown. Possible broken ankle. Because he broke the ankle, Chip Trayanum? Yeah. Trayanum. Chip Trayanum, uh, six carries, 13 yards, one touchdown for the long of four. Uh, Audric Esteem actually had a fairly solid game on the ground. 14 carries, 70 yards. Just didn't find the end zone. Uh, the only Notre Dame back to find the end zone. Uh, Gabron Payne, six carries, 18 yards, and one touchdown for the Fighting Irish. Um, honestly, it was a very, very good game. It just sucked that it ended the way it did because I was looking forward to overtime. Yep. That being said, Notre Dame does fall to four and one on the season instead of three and one, uh, and Ohio State is four and zero. Oh. No sacks allowed by the Fighting Irish offensive line. Kind of unsurprising there. Notre Dame has always had a thing for offensive linemen. Uh, and Notre Dame registered one sack and two tackles for loss. Um, no turnovers in this game for either team. Uh, Spencer Schrader, the kicker for the Fighting Irish, did miss a field goal to tie it up. But at that point, the damage was done. The dam was loose. You know, I really thought that Notre Dame would come out high-flying, you know, I don't think this is a game where Notre Dame starts saying, okay, you know, Marcus Freeman, what a story. This is great. We need to pursue a top-tier coach. I think Notre Dame has that in Marcus Freeman. That being said, you had a timeout in the fourth quarter while Ohio State was on the one-yard line and you had ten people on the field. Like, come on. Really? Um, I, I know I've said that quite a few times, but that's one of those miscues that, in this case, cost you the game. Like, Ohio State would not have scored that second touchdown if not for that, and I think that's irrefutable. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I hate it, and I, I don't – I don't not like the Irish, but I don't like the Irish. No, I understand. I, I feel what like they're like yes, they're middle. They they feel like they think they're better than everybody else because they're independent and they have touchdown Jesus. Exactly. And yeah. They, yeah. Like, I, but at the same rate, they're a good school. You can't help but cheer I, for them. I, I dislike of their Ohio history. State more. Yeah. Um. No, I, I think this was a tremendous game. What a way to cap off Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Are you going first or am I going first? I'm going first. Cole, do you do you hear this? Uh, it sounds like someone's playing some music. I can't quite make it out, though. Applause from the booth. And that is right, ladies and gentlemen, your 2023 West Virginia Mountaineers move to 3-1 and one on the season. Their very first three-game winning streak since Neil Brown's, since the Neil Brown era began in Morgantown five years ago. Um, you, you know what I can say to kill the mood real quick? Please don't. Okay. Go ahead, say it. West Virginia is halfway to getting to bowl eligibility. Woo! Uh, anyways, so West Virginia in a defensive, ugly, disgusting performance takes down the Red Raiders, also the first time in Neil Brown's tenure. Cole, 
I don't know if you know this or not. Neil Brown has officially beaten all of the original 10 Big 12 teams. That's cool. That is something Dana Holgerson never did. <laughs> that is something that's something Dana Holgerson never did. <laughs> you were about to say someone else, I feel like. Um, but no, yeah, uh, kudos to Neil Brown and kudos to the University of West Virginia. Congrats on the three, our three-game winning streak. What? Cole, what are the initials of West Virginia? W. What did you just say? University of West Virginia. I'm so sorry. West Virginia University. I'm so sorry. I feel like you're about to throw a plate at me. Jay, we need to simmer down. Stat, please. Okay. <laughs> throw these, throw da, da, da. I need the... Uh, have you seen the clips of the we'll be right back? Yes. Yeah, I need that sound. That's exactly yeah. what's going on right now. Just tossing. Uh, Owen is booth. chucking paper plates to the booth. Uh, oh God, you just hit Jay in the head. Um, no. Oh no, he's getting up. He's getting up. Oh, um, no. do you, wait, wait. Do you hear that? Somebody's tuning up a band. Somebody's <laughs> tuning up a band. Sweet chair music. <laughs> I wish. I wish we had a camera right now so we could have just witnessed all of that. It would have just been utter chaos of people were going, what in the world? What are they is, talking about? What is going on? What is going on? We need to, we need to get that set up properly yeah. just so we could. Yeah. Anyways, uh, West Virginia takes down the Red Raiders. Neil Brown's first time taking down the Red Raiders. Bang, bang. Bang, bang. Um, Neil Brown's first time taking down the Red Raiders since being at WVU. 20-13. to 13. Uh, Tyler Shuck. Comes out with a broken foot in the first half. Baron Morton comes in. He throws 13 for 37. Defense got it locked down. Got it locked down. This is the same offense, mind you, that went toe-to-toe with Oregon. The one who just blew out Colorado. We back, baby! No, we're stop, not. Stop, stop. No. We're not, we're not. West Virginia, no. No, no. Don't turn into Texas, please. We are America's team. I will agree with that. Um, anyways, Baron Morton goes for 158 yards, a touchdown. Nico Marchio makes his first ever <laughs> makes his first ever start. It wasn't obvious. It wasn't obvious at all. It wasn't obvious at all. Uh, he was just twelve for twenty one, seventy eight yards passing, yeah. a touchdown. Yeah, we're good. And two Nothing. interceptions. Oh. Now, I will say this. The first interception, 100% was his fault. The man was in front of the receiver, threw it right to him. Easy, easy pick. Yeah. Uh, the second one was not his fault. He hit the guy in the chest. It bounced off and went into the defender's hands. Uh, Nico Marhill was also our leading rusher. Jade Daniels? Jade Daniels? Pat White? No. Um <laughs> One game for Nico, one complete game for Nico Margiel, and he's the second coming of Pat White. Good he, God. No, if anything, it's going to be Gary Green. But that's for, either way. Uh, 15 carries for 72 yards. Taj Brooks was a nightmare, was an absolute nightmare for me. He was, he had 25 carries for 149 yards. Mm. Uh, team stats Cole. We had 99 passing yards, but you know what else? We had 150 rushing yards for a grand total of 250 to 56 offensive yards. Texas Tech had what, 320? 321. Yep, but we don't talk about that. Yeah, I mean, no. We said it earlier. What wins you games? Rushing yards? Passing yards? No. Touchdowns. Touchdowns. Uh, We also were one for one. (laughs) We were also... Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. <laughs> uh, West Virginia went uh, three for thirteen on third down. They were one for one on fourth down. They only had three penalties for twenty yards this game. Clean game by the Mountaineers, uh, except they turned the ball over two ice. Um, but it was an ugly game. It was an ugly, ugly weather. It was raining or drizzling the entire time. Uh, defense looked phenomenal. Our front seven, dog. Lee Koba, dog. Sean Martin, dog. Beanie Bishop, dog. 
Marcus Floyd. Dog. Um, no. Michael I, Lockhart. Dog. <laughs> Aubrey Burks. Dog. Oh, God. West Virginia defense. Dogs. <laughs> West Virginia offense. Puppies. Yeah. Hey. Dogged on. But, but puppies grow up. And I feel like with West Virginia, especially with Garrett Green. O-line. Dog. <laughs> with West Virginia, I feel like so much of it is the fact that this is a team being forced to go to their backup quarterback and their backup quarterback produced a win. Yes. Yes. Plain and simple. If you really want to get into it, but plain and simple though. Um I th- I I think um here's what here's what I think. Is Texas Tech was a they were a darling pick in the Big Twelve. Okay. They were picked in the top five. They look to be a really good team. This made me really nervous. I didn't think we'd win this game. We do. Uh, we go to 3-1. and 0-1. Oh they were picked fourth. No, no, no. I'm saying currently you are tied for fourth in the Big 12. We are tied for fourth in the Big 12 because we are 1-0. and oh, Undefeated. This season starts now. Um, Technically, you're tied for first in the Big 12. Woo! We go from that. Yes. Uh, we are 1-0 in Big 12 play. We take on the TCU Horned Frogs next week. Ooh. Is West Virginia better than Colorado? <laughs> we're going to find out. Um, here, Here's my thing, though, is we're not going to win. We dominated this game, okay? At the end of the first half, we, were, we had the ball for 25 minutes, okay? Texas Tech didn't even have it for seven. And the Ooh. score and the score was um, thirteen to three. Thirteen to three. It should have been twenty-eight to three. Okay, we need to put up points. Got to put up points. Okay, uh, you got to start throwing. You know, just the underneath stuff. <laughs> it's short to intermediate passes. Like we've got to. And I think a lot of it played on the weather. But TCU's going to eat it up. They see C.J. Donaldson. They see Jalen Anderson. They see Jaheim White. They're going to see Nico Marchio or Garrett Green. They know what's coming. Pass the ball. Make, make, make them make you stop passing the ball. Like, like keep running it down their throats, but also pass the ball more. Pass them. Throw it on them. Throw it all over them. Uh, still undecided if Garrett's going to come back or not. He is. This could be uh, the second week with his high ankle sprain. Uh, his leg looked like no lineman's leg as much as it was taped up uh, last week, but it's not broken, so that's 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 the good thing. Um, but yeah, uh, West Virginia gets the dub. Texas uh, over Texas Tech. They are one and zero in conference, three and zero overall. Uh, things are looking up for the Mountaineers. If we can just get that offense rolling, we're going to be a dangerous team. We'll be a dangerous team. But, yeah, on to the next. Hey, Owen. Yeah. You know, like, um, the only – I can't say the only team, but, like, the only SEC team to uh, win and still lose a spot in the AP Top 25? Do, do you know who that is? I, I, I think so. LSU wins 34-31, and Bama is still ranked ahead of us by one, even though they had such a close game against Ole Miss. Like, I I would love to... (sighs) (laughs) Just... Frustrating. Frustrating is the right word uh, for this game. Um... Jaden Daniels, fantastic, as always. 20 for 29, 320 yards passing, four touchdowns, one interception. That one interception came midway through the second quarter, and I thought my heart was going to explode. Um, Arkansas took a 13-10 lead into halftime, and LSU scored uh, 11 points unanswered in the third. Uh, LSU scored 14 to Arkansas's three in the third. 
Arkansas did score 15 in the fourth, but LSU was able to capitalize and go ahead with a last-minute field goal from Damian Ramos, the man, the myth, the legend. Jane Daniels has thrown for more touchdowns than just about anyone in college football this year, especially over the last three weeks. Uh, he has thrown for four touchdowns, five touchdowns, and four touchdowns, not counting anything he's produced on the yards or on the ground for the Tigers. <sighs> this game made me sweat more than any other game that I've watched so far. Thank God KJ Jefferson through those two interceptions. <laughs> um, not a clean game for the Tigers at all, but an even worse game for the Razorbacks. Uh, KJ Jefferson, 21 for 31, 289 yards passing, 9.3 yards per play with three touchdowns and two interceptions. Um, Rocket Sanders was out this game for the Razorbacks. A lot of the early down... Uh, production, especially in the first half, went to A.J. Green. However, that was a mistake because Rashad Dubignon went for 15 carries, 78 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, and K.J. Jefferson contributed quite a good bit on the ground as well, 16 carries for 48 yards. Uh, something I like to mention on the bright side, Cole, you are currently ranked first in the SEC West. Oh, trust me. I know. I Love it so much. Um, Logan Diggs, another good game. Maybe this is the start of LSU actually having a running back. This is the start of something, something new. It feels so. Oh, are, are, are we done? Okay. All right. Uh, Logan Diggs, 14 carries, 97 yards. Uh, Josh Williams, though, one carry for a monster 41-yard run up the sideline. Oh, my God, I got so hyped. All right. Brian Thomas and Malik Neighbors, uh, again, phenomenal games. Uh, both are – Brian Thomas had five receptions for 133 yards and two touchdowns. Malik Neighbors had eight receptions for 130 yards and two touchdowns as well. Luke Haas for the Pigs had six receptions, 116 yards, and two touchdowns. K.J. Jefferson also fumbled the ball twice. We could not capitalize on it, so he did not have four interceptions on the day. Um, long story short, the defense got after him this game, um, especially in the second half. The defense put up four sacks, six tackles for losses, and 80 total tackles versus Arkansas's 59-25-2-2, and two, uh, only giving up two sacks. On the one pick from Jaden Daniels, and this is the only thing I'm going to say about it, he made a horrendous read. He had a wide receiver open streaking across the middle, but he opted to play it safe, throw it to the mid-range, uh, did not spot the defensive back lurking, saw the safety covering, thought he was going to get a good play to Malik Neighbors. Instead, McLaughlin for uh, the Pigs came up with the pick and the 15-yard return. Thankfully, LSU came up with two picks of their own, Andre Sam and Zai Alexander, both covering the ball well. MVP of this game, however, um, as much as Dayton Daniels produced, would have been for not if not for the kicker. We love to see a kicker getting some love. Damian Ramos, two for two and four for four on his extra points. Um, he had a long of 24 to seal the game for the Tigers, but to be fair, we did not have to rely on him. We had the arm of Jaden Daniels. And which the legs of Jaden Daniels. Not this game. Not this game. Jaden Daniels, um, surprisingly, was our third leading rusher. Ten carries, 36 yards. Uh, both Logan Diggs and Josh Williams. Not a lick of production out of John Emery Jr., but I digress. That's fine. Uh, thank goodness we got this win. I was sweating the entire time. 
Um, that being said, part of the reason why the Tigers struggled so early was because I was watching the game. It's not because you watch as established last year. I very, very, very rarely watch the LSU Tigers and the New Orleans Saints play football. Um, How do you expect for us to go down to Baton Rouge to be in the stadium watching the LSU Tigers play? Because we're playing Auburn and we're going to dog walk Auburn. LSU is going to dog walk Auburn. Oh, he said blindfold. Yeah. He said blindfold. You just experienced it. If it gets bad, I'll just go to the bathroom or go get some concessions. The LSU Tigers move on to 2 and 0 in conference. Arkansas falls to 0 and 1. as of this very minute, LSU is leading the West. So we are set for a rematch against the Bulldogs if the season ends today. However, the schedule does get a lot tougher for the Tigers this time out and going forward for the rest of the season. Next week, we go to Ole Miss, uh, number 20th Ole Miss. The following week, we go to Mizzou, 23rd Mizzou. Then we host Auburn in Death Valley, a game that we will all be attending here at the Panthropod. Then we host Army in Death Valley. Should be a fairly easy tune-up game before we travel to Bryant-Denny to take on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Thank you for the LSU. I appreciate that. Um, I thought this was a tremendous game for the Tigers. I thought the score did not uh, represent how well LSU played in this game and how complete we looked as a team. I thought this was probably one of the best coached Brian Kelly games. Uh, his play calling was on point. Jane Daniels did have that one really, really, really bad read in the second quarter, uh, but we lived and we survived. Anything you'd like to add? Go Tigers. Go Tigers, baby. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. LSU does improve excuse me, does improve to three and one overall, two and zero in conference. Are LSU and West Virginia shaping up to be in a bowl game this year? <gasps> Who knows? Who we'll knows? Uh, but for that, that's going to round out this episode. Check us out Wednesday or Thursday morning uh, for our preview episode of Week 5 Games. For that, I'm Owen Spellick. My name's Cole Connor, And this has been the Panther Pod.